0: and also you get to use your commerce skill to haggle and try and talk the merchant down which for martin is basically just checking amazon and seeing if the prices are any cheaper <laughs> <laughs> Zarkov got back to the villa you're staying at along with all the other players. There was a messenger waiting for you and said that Lord Oberon wishes to speak with you in his court. Oh, with me? Yes. Oh, crap. Hi, <laughs> Zarkov. It's been nice to meet you. Yeah, I know, right? I'm probably going to be sent to uh, my doom, but we'll see. Um... <laughs> Hopefully he hasn't found anything bad out, and hopefully he's not traitor.
1: Those <laughs> um, <laughs> are a lot of ifs and hopes. He just wants to see you. It's okay. Everyone just mm. wants to be friends. There's no heresy
0: here. So of course I bow and formally say, "Of course I'll be there immediately."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and uh, acting as my head yeah. walks away to go see another noble. <laughs> I of course apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So you, you head over there speedily. The uh, messenger leads you into the main manor building and leads you up a couple flights of stairs to the top floor and gestures you down a hallway and said, go go to the end of this. The um, double mahogany doors will be where you find Lord Oberon's quarters. Uh, what do I see at the top of the stairs? And is the servant still with me? The servant doesn't come along with you. All right. Just, um. Dishes you up um it's a hallway uh, furnished with luxurious deep wood and blue carpets. And there's um gold glow globe fixtures along the hallway at regular intervals, casting a soft light in the hallway. Nice, comfortable carpet under your feet, very squishy and <laughs> very puffy carpet, it's very nice. And uh, I as you, feet are confused. <laughs> there's
1: no cement underneath my feet, no metal. <laughs>
0: Even hive worlders know what a carpet is. Thumbest. As you get closer, you hear uh, shouting from inside the room. Shouting? Uh, male or female voice? Male. Hi. It's Archibald Oberon shouting at someone. Oh, gosh. I try to get closer without being heard in order to overhear a little before I enter the room. A stealth check with a plus 10 for the nice squishy carpet.
1: <laughs> Yay! Thank you, carpet. You're welcome, Narkov! <laughs>
0: For security purposes, they really should have like bare, squeaky floorboards outside the bedroom. There was some Chinese um, either uh, lord or monk or something that had a floor like that. Like a floor that it was impossible to walk across without making noise so people couldn't sneak in. Didn't they have it tuned such that each segment made a slightly different pitch? Yeah, exactly. You can tell where someone is on the floor by the pitch the boards make. Which is pretty crazy, you know, if you really think about design wise. Would probably be really annoying with normal guests. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Either that or if they brought their kids over, the kids would just roll back and forth along the floor all day.
1: (laughs) Damn it it was cut off floor.
0: (laughs) So stealth check plus ten you said? Yeah. Alrighty, let's do it. Nailed it. You become one with the carpet and flow across the hallway. You uh, get close to the door, and uh, the exchange inside is pretty loud, so you can hear it easily. It's uh, Archibald Oberon having a shouted conversation with his son, Matthias. Uh, You recognize both the voices. And so Archibald is yelling at Matthias. He says, you're a wastrel and a fool. You squander the family's money on Emperor Knows What pursuits. And Matthias is like, I swear I don't know what's going on with the money. I don't understand. It's I. This I don't remember making these withdrawals of money. And Archibald is like, "How do you not know what's going on with your own finances, boy? You should keep better track of who has access to your coffers." So, that this be a lesson to you. At this point, I can sneak into the room and just bow courteously <clears throat> on the floor and go, "My lords." They whirl around, and neither of them heard you enter. Matthias looks relieved. And Archibald Oberon smiles. He says, Ah, Zarkov. Yes. I'm glad you arrived. We'll continue this conversation at another time. Be gone. And waves at Matthias. Um, I step aside and bow. Sort of like a, as Matthias leaves, you see there's a bruise on the side of his face. Hmm. Cool. He uh, walks out the, the door. Strict father. Mm-hmm. You're in sort of a study area with large, luxurious looking reading chairs and a uh, table. With some Amasek on it, open. (laughs) It's a glass poured. It's half empty at this point. And um, there's a globe of planet Acheron in the corner. Very large and lifelike. And books line the shelves. And he's got a working desk at the far end of the room. From the windows, you can see a uh, grand view over the domains in that particular villa. And so all the lumen globes are powering down to the night cycle now. So it's quite dark outside. Archibald says, uh, you may sit if you like. I prefer to kneel, my lord. And he just smiles. I like your manners. Now tell me, will I like your results just as much? Have you well, found anything to do with my daughter? It depends what you find pleasing, my lord. <laughs> I have found many things that your house is in disarray. There is corruption afoot. It may not be within your house, maybe outside. Do go on. I have nothing to confirm yet, but there is lots of falsehoods going on in all of the houses, especially the house Marin. I know you have no love for the house Marin. No, I don't. Certainly not. So far, my search has been inconclusive, but we are coming up. Sorry, I don't say we. I am coming close to finding your daughter, as well as the source of Mm -hmm. your financial troubles. The source of my financial troubles? In what way? I have seen your coffers have been light as of late. Have you looked into the house's finances as part of your search? I have looked into many things as part of my search, my lord. I must know all. Information is key to finding your enemy. Hmm. You yourself well. said that you worry about your daughter's loyalties, but where else would I look but your own house for clues? I see your point. Do you have anything conclusive yet? Nothing conclusive, my lord, but mm-hmm. we are getting close. There may yet be an unveiling soon. What do you mean by unveiling, and what kind of corruption specifically? Is it usurpers to the throne of House Oberon, trying to... Displace us from our rightful seat as head of the houses in the spires, or um, try that to may, unseat me as its rightful ruler. I do not know if you are directly <clears throat> their target, but supremacy surely is their goal. So you are simply in their way, if anything. that. Hmm. Because I don't really have anything to <laughs> so I
1: don't want them to think I'm doing nothing.
0: Actually, make him a heretic. Intimidate role. An intimidate? Yeah. Alright. Just because you're trying to sort of impress upon him that something is very wrong and there's great forces moving against him and making him uh worry. So in you're general. trying to seem as spooky and scary as possible. Yes. yes. <laughs> you're under it? Uh, any modifiers or no? No. Okay. Oh god, no. What does your Arbides background do again? Because I think that lets you reroll your Intimidate. You can reroll any Intimidation or Interrogation test and can substitute your Willpower bonus for degrees of success on your tests. It's called the Face of the Law. It's the um, Arbides background bonus. Alrighty, so here goes try number two.
1: Oh, come on! Can I Fate (laughs) roll that? Or can I not reroll?
0: <laughs> I believe you're only allowed to reroll it once.
1: That's fine. <laughs> God damn it! Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he nods. He's like, "Well, I uh, appreciate the gravity of your warnings, but I'm quite sure that my house and I are equipped to deal with any such threats." Oh, by no means was I implying that you were unprepared, my lord. I simply wanted to give you fair warning. He saves the landing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well uh was uh prudent of you to give warning anyway what are your next steps for this investigation Ugh, crap how much should i reveal to him
1: everything oh i know obviously <laughs> no, i didn't give the worst advice
0: <laughs> so you see my inquisition friends and i <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're just
0: you know part of the inquisition just drop the i word here you think I should tell him about the masquerade and be like, there's something big happening there. So he has forewarning or should I not give him any real hints and just tell him to prepare for future events to unfold? Well, we have no idea what's going on here for all we know. He might be in on it. So I suggest we don't completely but, fill him in. That's, that's what, what I was, was saying. Like, be ready. Well, that's why I was kind of trying to be like, Oh, things are moving. I've looked into things, but I, you know, not trying to give him too much to grasp on just enough to wet his whistle. But, as they say, a suspicious mind is a healthy mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's keep him as much in the dark as possible. Heresy grows in idleness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I
1: tell him, the events will soon unfold. I am uncertain of where and when exactly, but
0: soon I can tell you for sure. It is foreboding. Prepare your men and prepare yourself. Never be without your armaments. Trust no one. <laughs> I will be ready. And I know it's yeah. not my place, my lord. But I do not think Matthias has done anything. You don't believe he's done anything. You see I have the ledger right here containing his financial records, and I see he's been withdrawing a truly alarming sum of money from his personal funds. He denies everything, of course, but I'm suspicious. A father is right to be suspicious of his son, and duly strict. Simply saying that your blood may still yet be loyal. I should be uh, suspicious, certainly, as a man in a position of power has every right and responsibility, in fact, to be suspicious. As the emperor says, my lord, a suspicious mind is a healthy mind. Indeed. A sage piece of advice. Now, if you will, my lord, I will follow another sage piece of advice, which is heresy grows with idleness. Uh. (laughs) Anything else you need me to attend to, my lord? Hey, yeah, these are my lines. <laughs> I know, I stole
1: them from both of you. I just, I was trying to be witty. <laughs> I'm good. That's I'm
0: <laughs> well, Very well. Continue your investigations, then. I will let you know of anything that comes to my attention, my lord. As soon as I find your daughter, you will know. Excellent. Emperor be with you. And with you.
1: <laughs> also with you.
0: Yeah. Amen. And with that, he, um strides across the room and just looks at the globe absently. Uh, so I slink off into the shadows again.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't try Very to be too well. fancy because every time I do that it ends up bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that concludes the business of that. So now on to the next day. I know you guys were formulating a plan about what you wanted to do leading up to the masquerade slash auction. All of our plans were scheduled for our, our plan for the day of. hmm. So, crack what, do what do you want to do night before? I don't personally have any plans. Polish my guns. Okay. Uh, no going out for a night on the town tonight? Uh, no. We're going early morning don't want to do anything saturday evening just retire get an early start in the morning yeah all right so to be clear ned you're the the one with the itinerary for what the group's doing yes although in the case of my murder everyone else has a copy okay what exactly are you doing so we can get started a bit with that or at least i can know what you're planning to do the next day in the morning, Martin has to go shopping for a few items, mm-hmm. and Tyrus, myself, and Zarkov are going to the ballroom to, let's say, check the integrity of the building,
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe find a few hidey holes to hide a few pieces of equipment in. Okay. Equipment that um, Martin is planning to purchase during a shopping trip? You no, know, murderous equipment that we already own. Ah. Uh, Maybe like a four-staff. Ooh. By the time you get back to the villa and get to sleep and whatnot, it's about 10 p.m., so relatively early bedtime for all the Then you wake up bright and early at 6 a.m. the next morning. You can have all your fate points back. If you had any fatigue, you can remove all of that. Mm -hmm. Then you can start the day fresh. That's right. Can we have a big old bowl of Imperial Wheaties? You certainly can. Yes. Imperial Wheaties and uh, breakfast pastries and all sorts of other things. The villa is noticeably more busy than normal today as various functionaries scurry to and fro with lists of decorations and ingredients for the food that'll be served and trying to find such and such a person who needs to be at such a place to let somebody in for some kind of object that they need to bring to the ball um various lords and ladies fretting over their dress for the evening most of these are not in, like, where you eat breakfast, but just out in the courtyard of the House Oberon area. You do notice uh, Matthias Oberon specifically. He doesn't get particularly close to you, but he's walking around. You see he's looking um, pale-faced and haggard with dark circles under his eyes. He walks by seemingly lost in thought about something. Oh. And uh, one of his attendants comes behind him, reading off a list of things that need to be done that day will even be was kind of busy. You remember hearing that he'd been put in charge of overseeing the whole ball essentially. Yeah. And um, with uh, Ophelia missing, then most of the responsibilities fall on his shoulders and he's been doing the work of two people ever since she disappeared. Ooh. And he, even the work of two noblemen, which is a lot less heavy than most imperials tends to get pretty overwhelming. Are you saying noble people work less hard? Yes, I am. As a noble person, I take offense to that. (laughs) So you go on to do your work and um, stride off through the porcelain district. Again, bustling with activity more than you'd expect in the very early morning hours. By the time you're out the door, it's like 645-ish. And there's shops that are already starting to set up for the day. It's the, the social event of the season. All right. Well, we bag up a few items. These are uh, things that you're going to like conceal at the location to yes, be retrieved in case of emergency. That is exactly our plan. Okay. I know I can bring a chain sword because that's acceptable. And mm-hmm. a bull pistol. Because how else will people go on noble? But yeah. a few things you want to get there. Your chain so- sword's not particularly fancy, but it's, it's decent enough. It's kind of, <laughs> battered looks like it's seen more use than a nobleman would really ever use with their chainsword which is because it has seen a lot more use than they ever would have used it <laughs> for great right. so what we're trying to sneak in i want to get my bolt gun in and most importantly the fourth staff the mm-hmm. to the of course they do not look like a regular staff so you, you want to be inconspicuous at the ball Correct. We'd like to place it somewhere inside so that we don't have to walk in with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so um, you get to the location of the ball area. It's close to um, the location of the banquet a couple nights ago. Whereas the, the banquet was kind of in a, um, a bridge sort of segment connecting two of the noble spire pinnacles in this segment. This one is a standalone building inside uh, and actually takes up an entire layer of this spire at this height. The layers are maybe like a kilometer across. So the building and surrounding courtyards and access routes for supplies that can be used to run all the events they have in here are all taking up the entire layer of the hive. Uh, it's a big place. So the ballroom itself is in just about exactly the center. When you get up there, there's um, maintenance workers moving around, trimming the shrubbery, polishing the statues, making sure everything gleams a brilliant white and gold. And there's special um, midnight blue carpeting being laid out for the event. All of you make sleight-of-hand tests at plus 20, because there's... A lot of people bustling about, and so everyone's occupied on their other stuff that they're doing, and I'll just see um, if the average person notices anything going on. I'm trying to look more like common folk, like a contractor. You get a little dolly with a few boxes in it and wheel it around, pretending you know exactly where you're going, and you have the weapons stuck behind the boxes or stashed between them and as you go along the um premises no one stops or challenges you when you get up to the actual building there's like a loading entrance off to the side where people are coming and going with primarily um decorations at this point getting the ball all dressed up for the occasion you see there's a uh, a main door as well and there's um two House Oberon guards standing at attention on either side of the door? All right. Well, we walk up Dolly looking like we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's always a good thing to look like you know what you're doing. That's true. <laughs> yeah. What weapons is Zarkov bringing to hide? Can I hide both auto pistols without being too um, suspicious? Or would it be like too obvious? Like with uh, guard flak armor? With guard flak? You can still attempt a sleight of hand check to stow them. I think you'll get like a minus 10 penalty for the... Or Actually, you won't get a penalty because there's like pockets and stuff. It's not particularly well designed for concealing stuff, but there's actual places you can hide it. Okay. I had you make a sleight of hand check already, actually. So I, I rolled it and you did oh, nice. pretty well on it. But Yay. that was just for moving along without being noticed. But if you want to make a separate one for concealing your auto pistols, then go for it. Okay. Sleight of hand check, no modifiers.
1: That's good. Oh, God! <laughs> 84. Let's
0: <laughs> we'll see how Damn, they do. On
1: today.
0: Is this still for the public populace? I mean, you, you have them hidden, so like people will only really notice this if they try and search you. Yeah, look for them. Okay. But if people do intend to search you, then your pistols aren't going to be particularly well hidden. So how do you intend to get this stuff into the ballroom? We are going area? to be building inspectors. And we're going to go inspect the building to make sure it didn't fall on the heads of all the nobles. And then we will find a place and stow them. Well, remember that building fell down when we first arrived. Remember that? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> or excuse me, the building didn't fall down, but it started crumbling. Yeah, there are yeah. crumbling buildings everywhere. So we have to make sure this is done right. Um, are you going through the front entrance for this, or are you going to try maintenance entrance? Uh, maintenance entrance. Okay. You wheel the trolley and stuff over there. You go inside the freight access doors. And uh, as you're doing so, then there's a few other guys there. And one of them looks to be the supervisor, and he's, like, waving his crew in. They're carrying a big box between the two of them. And he, uh, he's got a clipboard in one hand. Not a clipboard, data slate. And he turns around um, to you and says, hello, you guys. So what's, um, what's your deal? Which shipment do you got? Not a shipment. Building inspector building inspector didn't hear about a building inspector coming in <laughs> this is why buildings are crumbling everywhere we have to fire that secretary absolute worst i hear you with that bureaucrats just can't get stuff done no they can't look i we just got to get in here and take a look around make sure everything's structurally sound i can't have another building falling on noble's heads hmm. fair enough yeah all right let's go and take a quick look thank you very much sir you're not Technically on the schedule. We'll go chew out the um, administrative department later for that. Okay. But uh, yeah, just okay. just it's go not too busy there right now. I gotta check out columns. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of my boys sitting stuff up in there, but it's pretty tame stuff right now. Just arranging the tablecloths. Oh, okay. That that should be fine. won't get in way at all. All right, cool. And I'll let you know how everything comes out. Should be fine. This should be easy, but you got to make sure, especially tonight of all nights. Mm-hmm. Zerkov, uh, you guys are. You go through the building and off down the side corridor, you see there's a pair of guys actually dressed in maintenance uniforms, sort of tucked off down on the side corridors, having what looks like a private conversation. And they're not actually like exactly wearing maintenance worker clothes. They're more like, I guess, caravan guard is the closest analog I can think of. But um, it's sometimes a precaution that shipments take when they're traveling across a decent area of the hive they'll have a couple armed men along to make sure the cargo stays safe Mm -hmm. and uh these two men are dressed up like that so they've got um some like auto guns slung across their back and uh swords at their belts interesting that they're carrying swords but i guess it's just Mm -hmm. a different custom on this world on malfi you're used to them carrying truncheons or something but maybe just this world does it differently. Okay, is there other workers around, or are they just sitting off in their own corridor having a conversation? And they're off in their own corridor, having like a conversation. They're not particularly near the cargo, but I mean the cargo's already docked at the destination. Can I, can I sneak over to Edra, sure. do you let the other people know about what's going on? Who am I close to out of the party? you're matter. all kind of in a cluster. I kind of lean over to Ketho real quick and just kind of like touch on his shoulder, and I'm just going like, "I'm going to do some investigating. I'll be back in the shops." Okay. You look down the side street when you point this out to Ketho. Ketho throws a glance down that way, and um, you notice one of the swords that one of the guys have actually has a crest on the hilt. Um, have I seen it before? Well, as a nobleman, you have some familiarity with that sort of stuff. It's hard to see exactly, but um, it's of a different style than the crests that you've seen on Acheron. They have like a sort of standard-looking shield. It's kind of like a storm shield, actually, in the way it's laid out, Uh, the crest. a um, Vaguely cross-shaped, but it's still essentially shield-shaped, and the heraldry is displayed on that. This is a different sort of heraldry. It's like a circular crest. You don't know exactly what that is, but it doesn't look like it's a native crest from Acheron. Off-world. Interesting. And Zarkov is going to go investigate what they're saying? That's the plan. All right, Um, make a stealth check, then. Of course. Oh, yeah, that's a good roll right there.
1: Yeah, doing all right on my stealth right now. (laughs) good.
0: So your stealth is considerably better than what they rolled. Yeah. So the corridor is pretty dark. It has hardwood floors, but there's a good amount of shadows and pillars integral to the walls that you can make your way between all those and get close enough to listen in on the conversation. One of the guys is saying to the other, "Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's. This doesn't mean there's like anything." wrong just because one guy didn't check in but I guess you're right it is kind of it's kind of weird
1: i wonder uh, what happened to that one guy
0: <laughs> oh. boss says to be on high alert anyway cuz someone might be meddling with us so we're going to get the sanction finished up and wrap up and then go to ground for a bit all right yeah you got it man all right yeah so
1: uh, I could wish I could just pop out and
0: just be like underground, you say. <laughs> Did you, you mean six feet underground?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: But uh, I just okay. stay silent and stay down. All right. And then um they uh walk away their own two separate ways. All right, solid. Do you uh get out of there before they reach you? Yeah. All right, uh roll another stealth. Yeah. He doesn't even have a clue that anyone was there. You just melt back into the shadows and uh, actually surprise your group when you pull up again next to them. God, I hate it when you do that, Zarkov. (laughs) Especially Tyrus. He's like, (gasps) (laughs) suddenly I feel this buzzing in the back of my head and my neck itches. It's Zarkov again.
1: (laughs) That must be so bad. Mm
0: hmm. But you feel him before you see or hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say anything, Matt? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Returning from the shadows with new information. I don't say anything now, but I just tell them that there's new information, and I'll share it with them in a bit. Hmm. When there's less chance of being overwhelmed. Yes. So, um, you guys progress into the main ballroom area or into like a side room. What so the side rooms? rooms? There's um, essentially the layout of the place. The ballroom is actually recessed a bit from the ground floor. You go up a short flight of four stairs or so to reach the entrance. The entrance foyer goes up to the border of the ballroom. And then that ballroom itself has sort of a entrance platform with a short stairway going down on each side and it overlooks the whole floor. Um, I'll have a map of this for when you guys are actually doing the investigation at the ballroom. The main area has stairs that goes up to a balcony that rings the second floor. The ballroom itself is like the ceiling is like two stories high and the areas adjoining the room are various lounges and sitting rooms all that just branch off from the main ballroom area. At the far end, opposite the entrance, is a dining area where the tables of the buffet are set up and there's people moving in stores of cutlery and the like, but the food is not there yet. <laughs> no lobsters yet. <laughs> no lobsters yet. There's a few House over on guards pacing about the inside of the compound, about uh, four total, but it's not heavily guarded yet. So where do we
1: want to put our uh, weapons? That's
0: a good question. I mean, I've got a shotgun, and a sniper rifle, and another sword I can hide. I just brought my bolt gun. We have Matt's uh, Tyrus's force staff. I don't think I'll need a sniper rifle, so I'll probably just hide a shotgun somewhere. Eric, what's the most secluded-looking area, but that's still semi-quickly accessible, if there are a lot of people there? The sitting room is most likely... Because they have comfortable chairs in them, tables. Some of them have a grandfather clock, bookshelves, furniture that could be moved, and you could jam stuff behind it. Okay. Let's um, put in this anywhere. Turn on the force staff, jam it into a pillar, and then deactivate it and leave it in there. <laughs> Zarkov, you probably are the one who's best at stealth. So if you make me a <laughs> <Probably>. stealth roll. <laughs> Based on intelligence, to find Ooh. a good place to store this stuff. That'll be an interesting role. I can only write uh, do stealth on perception or agility. It's the only options I have. Oh, then um, probably perception would be better for that then. Oh, okay. Because you're yes. you're trying to see which places are going to be the best for hiding, not trying to sneak and be sneaky. Alright. Then I should be okay. This should be all right. Really. As I say it, we just succeed by yeah. three. I, I think I'm just going to hide a sword because I feel if I bring too much, I'll end up leaving it and the building will call mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so y- you hide that in there. Make a- another roll for the four staff and one for the bolter as well. Ooh, much better. Force oh. staff is very well hidden. <laughs> I'm trying <clears throat> to make it up for Matt. You have to remind Tyrus a couple times where it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> too busy trying to like ignore the headache
1: that's coming up for me talking.
0: <laughs> I look at him and I say, if anything happens to that staff, <laughs> uh, the staff, you can't even remember where it was. No, you remember where it was, but like, if you didn't know where it was, you don't think you could ever find it. He found like a loose panel in the side of like a bookcase and nudges it just enough to slip the staff in and like, pushed it just shut so i guess we didn't role play me actually giving him my staff uh oh. yes how do you how do you react when uh you have to hand your precious staff over to the dirty soulless untouchable well tyrus knows that it must be done mm-hmm. and he just looks at him and he says anything happens to this staff <laughs> and i just stare him down for a couple seconds instead of handing it to him i kind of swing it a little bit towards towards his head. Not directly at it, but just enough for him to sort of catch it at the last second. Um, I'm still holding it low, but I'm swinging the top of it sort of down towards him for him to catch. And once he has a grip on it, I only then let go of it. And even then I give it a bit of a push of resentment.
1: <laughs>
0: I just keep staring at him. He takes extra good care of the staff. Alright, so, and this uh, yes. Oh The bolt gun... I The bolt gun looks like it's probably hidden well enough. You sort of <laughs> put it behind a couch. Uh, probably no one's going to look back there.
1: Uh, <sighs> can either of you guys notice my fuck up?
0: Make <laughs> awareness rolls. I just don't want to lose your fancy... Awareness based on intelligence. Some, like, uh, food server comes around. Oh, this looks nice. <laughs> Yes, I notice. You notice. You look behind the couch, and the bolt gun is just like sitting behind the couch. <laughs> Tyrus, you notice it too. <laughs> I'll let you roll a stealth test for the bolt gun again. Yeah, I was going to say one of them could probably do it since they noticed. At least I didn't. But all right, <laughs> you just like put it there as like a throw pillow. It's like, oh, look, those throw pillows. That one shit look oh. Even worse. Okay, I just um, move
1: it to the left.
0: I mean, you, you've hidden the bolt gun in what you think is a good position. You won't know how well it really happens until. Uh, Am I allowed to make another to awareness it it? test just to check his work again? Since I don't trust it. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> oh, can I fate roll? Yeah, you can. I mean, I might as well. Walk me fuck up even more. I put 100. it on the watch. Oh! Why did I say it? <laughs> can I, I put it on. Is there any way I can notice notice this and then at least just abort the placing of the bolt gun? No. <laughs> it's technically what's supposed to happen is I make the roll in so you don't know how well you do. Oh, God. (laughs) So I think I've hidden um, it. (laughs) You guys know what he's doing. So you you can tell where it is, of course. Right. It's like it's well hidden enough. I mean, no one's going to see it unless they look behind stuff to try and find hidden things. Like a shot with it's not just tool. like he's got a bolt gun in the middle of the floor. <laughs> like I said, but a server is going to find it. Be like, oh, what's this? And then shoot somebody. In the it's going to be me. I'm the one who's in to shack with my own bolt gun. <laughs> <laughs> By an innocent bystander, not even a hurt. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I mean, I can't do anything. So I trust you. <laughs> Sorry. You know, all the while we're just pretending to be like testing the structural integrity of the building. Yep, this building looks all like right. it's safe. <laughs> Hopefully it won't fall. Hopefully it'll only fall on the people dare to touch my bolt gun. All right. Anything else you want to do while you're in there? We want to get a lay of the land, but especially see if we can just find any secret entrances or exits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're trying to figure out where, when this auction starts, which direction they'll be going to leave. All of you make awareness tests based on intelligence. No. <laughs> her. No. Ketho, you get a little bit lost wandering around no. the corridors. I start following him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you none of you, um, you don't find any, like, secret passages. <laughs> Looks like your pretty standard ballroom is very extravagant. Alright, cool. We don't find there any secret passages that are, are going to surprise us later, <laughs> us later on. Secret passages right to your bolt gun. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's like a trap door that opens directly underneath where you stored the bolt gun. So it'll just drop and fire when it hits the ground. <laughs> oh <God>. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. And, um, <laughs> and anything else? The invitation you got to the masquerade ball um, secret auction thing doesn't specify a place. It just says display this tucked into your lapel pocket and someone will contact you at the appropriate time to usher you into the room. Can you guys think of anything else that we should do before we go? So we need to look for places for surveillance equipment. Oh. Yes, that too. Great. More hiding spots? The plan is Martin is supposed to meet up with us around this time with um, anything that he's gotten so that we have time to place it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I guess we stall for time, pretending to look like we're inspecting the building until Martin gets here. So what is Martin buying, anyway? I'm looking for trackers, hallucinogen grenades, (laughs) and uh, an Auspex. Okay. You know, all those, I think, are pretty damn useful for what we're doing. I don't know if anyone can think of anything. Transponders, possibly a camera, hopefully a camera. I
1: can't think of... Anything besides that, really off-hand, because the main thing
0: is just to really try to capture anything that we wouldn't on the floor. i hoping in real time, right? Yeah, we're trying to find guys, anyone oh, else who may have these tickets, because if we can secure any extra tickets, that'd be sweet. <laughs> True, actually, you're right. It's I thought we all point. had tickets, though. You, no, you, you all ticket. have an invite to the masquerade ball. Oh, you do t- not t- all t- have an <laughs> invite to the secret auction. Yes, so there's yes, only I have one invite. Uh, is it possible? We've talked about it, and it would be really hard. We're assuming that one person is going to get taken away, but we're hoping to try to get someone else in there, <laughs> and if not, we're hoping to just be able to follow that person. I mean, I can probably follow them. Yes, but we all want to follow them. That's true. And then I'll save them or do you whatever. All, I'll use light a hand, hand to hide you all in my jacket. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> should have talked about that Then See, now the plan's changing. Now the ball's been called the finger. Yep, and now I say, a side plan. jacket. So, what is everybody else doing? Because anyone free could give me a hand with the... actually sneaking weapons into the place as contractors. Yeah, so... Your job is to come meet up with us so we can bring your stuff in and install it. So Martin (laughs) Lockheed was going on a quest to purchase more munitions for the group.
1: Mainly equipment, but also munitions.
0: Equipment, munitions. (laughs) So you go out to the commercial area of the Hive. It is a booming marketplace, the largest market on Acheron in the Spires. About 10 levels of the Hive are nothing but commercial districts. So uh-huh. you have a lot of places you can go to find things. So what, uh, what are you trying to locate first? What's your number one priority?
1: Probably start with the trackers.
0: Okay, so um, as you go into the commercial district, then there's uh, big cargo tens carrying... Various merchandise roar along the arteries, and you cross a suspended bridge over the smoke choked streets into the rows upon rows of stores. Even on a Sunday, there's a uh, thronging people going around doing their shopping. There's like a street performer juggling off on one corner. People are giving them coins, and there's merchants hawking their wares from the side of the street, just spilling out of their own stores. And trying to get everyone's attention and there's a general bustle and clamor of hundreds of voices yeah where to start with this i'll give you um plus 10 to um your requisition rolls because there's so many people out here Mm. selling all variety of things and you're looking for mainly technological devices which are abundant here yeah and pretty specific too i bet so certain vendors, let's start with the tracker's average is just zero, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, yes. You find a um, person selling like variety <laughs> of radios and dials and transmitters and even like a couple servo skulls. And I'm they alone. they have exactly the sort of thing you're looking for. And so you pick up a dozen of these things plus a transmitting tracker. And um, these trackers are about the size of a silver dollar, pretty light as well, so easily slipped into a pocket. It's trivially easy to pick up some adhesive as well, so you can, like, slap it onto a hard surface of a vehicle or something like that. Yeah, we can basically prepare half of them to be adhesive, and everyone can carry, like, two or something like that with that many degrees of success you also um managed to uh convince him to part with a um detailed tracking module which will not only give you direction but also distance and Mm -hmm. has a range of five kilometers instead oh so it's a um quite an upgraded version of the thing you were hoping to find
1: sweetest all right. Well, that first roll went
0: well. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the critical one. So, all right. Let's uh, let's go for those grenades. So they're just going to be plus zero. Which the hallucinogen? Yeah. Okay. Because so uh, they're scarce. That's <laughs> enough to get two hallucinogen grenades. Then this one you get from a uh, a shady looking back alley dealer. <laughs> He's got like a variety of narcotics nothing like particularly illegal but all kind of sketchy mm-hmm. um, and he does have some hallucinogen grenades as well so you get a pair of those
1: you want to buy some death sticks
0: <laughs> on future ones you can also do commerce rolls to try and get a bonus on your influence test okay so actually how exactly does that work anyway You roll in opposed commerce test with the merchant. Merchants actually have really, really good opposed commerce rolls, though. Mm. So if you... It is their job. Yes. (laughs) uh, For each degree of success by which you beat them, you get plus 10 on your requisition roll. Okay, is that just to help degrees of success, really? Basically, yeah. Degrees of success will get you higher quality stuff, less time to find it, more things... Just a variety of goodness. So, um, if okay. you fail really badly on your pose roll, then you get a penalty to your requisition, and <laughs> your subtlety might go down. Yeah, I can see. I can uh-huh. All right. Um, aspects now. Hmm. Not so good. Okay. You look around for an aspects, but it's a pretty special piece of equipment, and in all the shops you check and all, all the Mechanicus enclaves you visit, none of them are available for purchase at the moment. Martin, what's your fellowship bonus? Three. Uh, <laughs> when you were going about looking for the aspects and uh, questioned with a Mechanicus person, then your uh, impertinence at asking for such technology without prior notification was, it offended them greatly. And so you reduced your influence by one. Awesome. Wow, where did it go? All right. uh, And finally, the picked recorders. So those are average. Are these the um, small versions? Yes. You find three of them. Okay. Three small picked recorders. They're like the size of a dime with uh, wireless transmitters that can hook up to your data slate and store captured video there. All right, cool. Are we glad that we all have good quality data slates? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, yeah, didn't you say that like just an average quality data slate doesn't even have networking capability? Nope. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> a poor quality data slate is read only. You can't edit anything. <laughs> well, they literally sell them as like newspapers at stands. They're almost disposable. Yeah. Buy a new iPad to read the nose, and then throw it out. (laughs) Welcome to the future. (laughs) This is definitely the future of America. So, I have all that shit. You have three out of four things that you originally were looking for, so pretty good shopping trip. Yeah, relatively speaking. Um, Zarkov would have (laughs) done. Zarkov would have lost, like, six of your influence.
1: (laughs) No, six of our influence and, like, five of our subtlety. I actually added an entry into his little uh, bio info saying Zarkov has a negative affinity to shopping. This may be due to the fact that he's untouchable and shopkeepers find him off putting or bad for business. Regardless of (laughs) reason, shopping with Zarkov almost certainly ends in confrontation with angry, civilians and (laughs) anthropedia. moral of the story do not take Zarkov to the mall. Absolutely.
0: Um, But. The mm-hmm. trackers, though, so I'm thinking prepare two of them as sticky and then keep the other one on your person, so everyone should get that. And uh, you, um, you didn't have a chance to make a mechanically operated face mask thing, but you still got a mask. Yeah. So, but you were like, doing so, important things. Yeah, I kind of was. So Tyrus and Ketho, you have a hallucinogen grenade each, right? I just uh, want to make sure that we have this stuff recorded gender. before I delete them from my inventory. Yeah, brother, you can take it if you honestly think you'd be better suited for it. I already have frag grenades. I mean, they're not non-lethal, but... Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll take the grenades. Yeah. You can divvy it up however you want, but I'm thinking um, two sticky and one not. You know, everyone gets three trackers, so just one on your person and then the other ones for whatever. And then we've got the mini cams. Where and or how do we want to set those up anyway? The plan was for you, after you get these, if the timing worked out, for you to come join us so that we could, while we're in cover, place them. Actually, idea, Tyrus can, like, wear one on his shirt or something. They're tiny. Yeah, I definitely will be doing that. That's a good idea. Eric, does the timing work? Would um, Martin be able to meet us while we're finishing up pretending to do contractor stuff at the Masquerade Ball? Yeah. You could um, do that. Considering what we had used them for, we'd, I'd probably get those first and get those together anyway. Do you do anything to get him in? I don't need to do anything. I mean, even you, nuts can set up cameras. Oh, that's, you, don't need that's... My...
1: <laughs> you don't need me.
0: <laughs> well, that's true, but you still have to bring them there anyway, so we, we might as well bring you in. Fair enough he's um done with his shopping like by the time you guys are finished with your contractor stuff oh okay so we can't get there while we're doing it do we have time um, to try to go back in yeah you've got time to try and go back in let's do that because i want to try to place these cameras i'm trying to like look like a contractor with a loose belt and saggy pants and oh have you dressed particularly like a contractor or are you still in noble dress uh, no, I was dressing like a contractor. At least I was dressing l- less noble. Like half noble. Like I was a noble contractor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a contractor to the nobles. All right. Katha, I'll make another deceive test to sneak everybody in. Yes. Got it. So you you get in. I don't left my tools inside. I got to go get stuck. <laughs> All right. In order to position the cameras... I suppose now is a good time to bring the players to the masquerade ball. Oh, he's got a map and everything. Chica, yay. Oh, God. Actually, I'm going to hop out for like five minutes, and you guys can take a look at the whole area and decide where you think the best place for cameras would be. Okay. So I'll be back in a few minutes. All right, cool. How many cameras do we have? Three? Yeah, it looks like we have three. I believe you're correct. All right, well, we want to cover major exits and entrances. Here's the thing. If we put them in the ballroom, we can cover the most entrances and exits in and out of the building, right? Because there's this one here. That's the main one. So we'll see people coming in. But if you go in this door here, you can get back into this hallway here, which is an exit. Yeah. You know. And then there's this one. There's no other entrances to that one. There is the dining room, which is big, and I can go anywhere. That's it. So we basically have to watch the four major doors. Yeah, there's the freight area. I assume you'll want one in there as well. For all we know, there are hidden entrances that we can't see. (laughs) That's true. true. So I guess we have to cover what we know is there. Um, Davis, we have three cameras. Is that right? Yes. We technically only have two. Oh, because Tyrus is going to wear one. Yes. Okay, if we only have two, then I would say ballroom and freight area. Ballroom, like looking this way, yeah, covering that area and freight area, <laughs> this way, yep. It's a shame that all three weapons that we hid are in three separate rooms. Yeah, yeah. At least only you know each person can go after their own thing. Okay, so let's um let's go over the basic plan. Go at the ball. My job is to monitor Tyrus zarkov your job is to if we see anyone with tickets or the cameras catch anyone with tickets your job is to go procure those tickets okay sleight of hand all like magic like and martin is providing all of the surveillance that's stage two now we just keep doing that until we hit oh my god where's tyrus this is where tyrus gets moved for the event yeah (laughs) please tyrus make sure you keep a tracker on you at all times and then stage three well, we cover that. And stage four is if everything goes bad or great, depending on whose perspective. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're ready. We know where we're going to place the cameras. Okay. I'm going to draw these on here. So we're going to place one, like, here in the freight area and then mm-hmm. one in the grand ballroom looking out this way, trying to catch mostly everything. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. I will... Draw decamaris. And Tyrus is putting one on his person. And then we're gonna we're gonna make sure we put one of the transmitters on um, Tyrus. Like in his ear. Just like shove it in there. Poink. <laughs> that uh I guess concludes your preparatory work. Did you want to do anything else? I think we're ready, right? We know what we're doing. I mean we want to get changed into masks and regalia, of course. Tyrus, you have your invitation, is that correct? Yes. Oh, look, Latin. Sounds like Gregorian chants. It is exactly Gregorian chants. Yeah. Yep. Little preparatory background music. Yeah. Preparing to do the emperor's work. You've got um two hours or so before you're expected to be at the ball. So we can go have drinks. That's a game. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like laughs> that's Eric saying. <laughs> That's a stupid idea. Yeah, it's like the uh, you know the LAPD SWAT team, you know, going about three beers deep just before a meeting. <laughs> so, drinks. Uh, mm-hmm. I was being facetious. Well, I mean, doesn't that give me enough time to finish my bath? Sure. Um, give me a uh, trade armorer test because you're trying to not only make the mouth move but put some armoring on it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. I did a thing. The thing has been done. Barely. Alright, so you uh your mask, you add the um necessary machinery. You want the mouth to open and whatnot. Yeah. And like gears to spin. Yeah, just kind of basic movement. It's not mm-hmm. really supposed to be functional. Yeah. You put a light layer of flak weave along the inside and reinforce it with metal strips. Effectively, it'll give you two armor points to the head. What are you all wearing? If you want, you have time to go and shop for new clothes. Everyone who's not Martin. My white coat isn't good enough, I guess. White, well, white coats I, were so bad. Actually, no. It's after
1: Labor Day!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would we be able to get away with wearing armor? That was my question. <laughs> Not openly, so I can wear secret armor. I don't have uh, like a body glove. If you have like a body glove or mesh armor or a flak coat or something like that, you could wear all those. But um, guard flak or carapace armor is not acceptable. I've got a mesh (laughs) cloak, so that's staying on my back. The mesh cloak is very nice armor. Just about the best concealable armor you can get, unless you go to filthy Xeno stuff. Yeah. (sighs) We should have played that out. I was going to discuss with our party what happens if we actually happen to run into any Zeno's tech. Actually, this mm. is true. Our job is to find out who is supplying it. It's more important just to find out who's supplying it, and then destroy after. No, no, no. Destroy it immediately. Like,
1: good servants. No, I'm joking. Well, no, seriously,
0: we should we should actually in character have a discussion about what how we all feel about this because <laughs> we might have very very different opinions about how to handle this. Yes. Actually, considering I, the fact that I will most likely be completely fascinated by it. Yeah, I never even thought of that. We should have had this discussion like two sessions ago. <laughs> So wait, what do we do if we find (laughs) Heresy? Okay, uh, how about this one? (laughs) We should should have thought about this. So do you want to spend our time just doing that, or do you guys do want to spend time just finding more stuff and then discussing that? Like, what do you guys want to do? We should discuss that. That's actually pretty important. Oh, sorry. uh, Eric, uh, paint the picture for us. Where are we right now? Uh, Right now you're at your villa. Having (laughs) returned from the um, sojourn as contractors, you didn't get paid for it. And so you all return to the villa within the House Oberon estate. And Martin's right now back in the room tinkering with a mask and um, some random scraps of armored material that he just has stuffed in various pockets. You don't know how he gets this stuff, but he does. (laughs) He's tinkering away with his multi-tool. The rest of you are sitting downstairs in the dining area... Mortimer brings out tea for all of you, and so you, you sit and take tea as the um, lumen globes are shifting into the early afternoon setting. You see a garden servitor clips some topiary up front. <laughs> it's a generally peaceful atmosphere. It's your conversation, Tyrus, you lead it. Martin should also be here as well, so is Martin actually done with his mask yet? No, he's not going to be out here for a little while. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, you have him on the microbead, so he can talk. Okay. All right, so I called this meeting because I think we should all be on the same page. What do we do? Should we discover Zeno's tech in the flesh? What is our move? It depends on who finds it, where, and when. Let us assume that we find it, and we are able to secure it and bring it off-site. So we should destroy it. But I don't think finding it should be our priority. I think our priority should be trying to find who's bringing it in so that well, we stop uh, seeing this tech from coming in. Of course, I, I understand that. That is our number one priority. However, there is the distinct possibility that one or more of us will run across some actual tech. Now, we could simply leave it where it is, or we could take it, destroy um, it. If there are any things, things we could do. So. I, when I say take it, I don't say take ownership of it. I mean just move it off site. By moving it off site, you mean give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, mm. so I think another thing we should consider, though, is just leaving it be and putting a track mm. or somewhere on or near it. Terrence, it really depends on where you find yourself. If you find yourself alone in a room full of people peddling, you know, it's just tech. Actually, heck, try to buy it. I mean, yeah, the the best thing to do, you know, you can't just go out and take it and then burn it right then and there. You really have to play by ear. Like in a worst case scenario where you can't do anything without exposing yourself, then put down a checker so that we can find it later on. You do the Emperor no service in death. Uh, The idea of buying it isn't (laughs) just, I didn't think of that. It could work, but again, it really will depend. We have no idea what the circumstances are going to be if we find the tech and we have the means to destroy it then we have to destroy it that's our problem. If, if you can make inroads with them that might be a better way to get deeper anyway you know yes i love xeno scum as much as you do yes let me buy your tech from you sir <laughs> I sometimes i, I sure you might friends Martin. i want you to meet my friends and then yeah, yeah maybe it works like a tupperware party you can have them bring their xenos tech over here <laughs> and we'll destroy them <laughs> Tupperware party? <laughs> i mean, be, uh, be do 40 k Tupperware. Uh, what would you call that? That's a good question. Lame. The Xenosware party? Tyrus, I mean, I guess you're the one to decide, but staying in cover is much more important than destroying Xenos stack at this point. But if you want to need advice in the moment, you can always try to yeah, might communicate with then. us. But uh, one other thing is also, that it probably matters on what exactly it is or if it's identifiable, even. But, you know, it's like, what was that stuff we found? It's packets of little gel, whatever. That's probably S- like Zeno- drugs. Xenosilica like gel? Yeah, I know. We don't give a shit about that. What we care about is weapons and communications devices and other big shit like that, you know? Eric, player knowledge question. As Acolytes, I assume we are fairly knowledgeable about Xenos, even though I don't have, like, forbidden knowledge of any Xenos stuff. Not really. Knowledge of Xenos is not common, even among Inquisitor's Acolytes. Well, what I mean is, like, if I saw, say, like, an orc shooter or something, like, would I recognize that as an orc weapon, or would I not even know what it was Uh, I was looking at? You'd know it wasn't Imperial, but you wouldn't necessarily know that it was, like, an orc weapon. Interesting. So well, I wouldn't I even mean, be able to like distinguish it, yeah. an Eldar weapon from an Orc weapon. <laughs> Not unless you've got Forbidden Lore. And you purchase Forbidden Lore Xenos for specific Xenos. Yeah. I have both um, Orc and Eldar, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you could identify that stuff specifically. Yeah. It's specialist knowledge in the extreme. In the Imperium, then if a common citizen even knows about this stuff, that's grounds for being branded yeah. a heretic and executed. Yeah. This is not knowledge that's widely distributed. Yeah. So we know that there are aliens, but we don't even know anything about them, basically. Not unless you've um, devoted the time to studying this stuff. Or if you're um, a soldier we, and have actually been like fighting them firsthand, I guess. Yes, individuals within the Imperium know a lot about Xenos, but it's relegated to specific scholars and inquisitors and rogue traitors also have a or lot Z- of contact with just Xenos. Just like you said, soldiers, but everything they would know would be like contextual. It's, there's this very, what can kill me, how can I kill it yeah. sort of knowledge. Sounds like good knowledge to have. <laughs> I like yeah. that kind of knowledge. Yeah, I might be able to give you some guidance on that, but I don't know how everything's going to be going on. So, would he at least be able to, like, identify the general purpose? I mean, maybe just for weapons, though, rather than um, other more complicated tasks, I don't know. You mean, um, could he identify, like, what's a Xenos weapon? Yeah, um, what's, like, a Xenos weapon, and what's, like, a, I don't know, name a thing, uh, Barbecue? Yeah, something like that. Zeno's you know, you know, cutlery? Yes. Zeno's cutlery. again. <laughs> what? <laughs> again? Cook, cooking with gork. Your guide to <laughs> no. orky cooking. Don't, don't eat orky. <laughs> no. Step one. Set well, it on fire. Set to eat it.
1: Setting it on fire might take too long, Eric.
0: Okay, well, I think, yeah. I think we all understand each other. I just wanted to make sure before we go back into the field... That we understand each other, and I, I stand up after I finish my tea, and I stand up and I head back up to the room. Mm-hmm. So, are we going to do some two hours before the prom to go buy our dresses? <laughs> pretty late. I don't even know that I care. I need baggy clothing to hide things like ring a ding ding things, mm-hmm. more pistols um, and grapnel line <laughs> Well, we still had we still had our usual sort of noble um... get ups. It's not like super fancy, but it's at least not. So, common... thing to note for the ball, like, you are not permitted to open carry weapons at the ball. Except for oh, side, no, the, ex- the sidearms and except, uh, uh, yeah. swords and are, are allowed. Besides that, like, okay, no I, I can... no rifles at all. Yeah. Your chain swords would be viewed as, like, inelegant, and you probably shouldn't be using them, except that they're, like, good quality or better. Swords are okay, Do I have mono swords? I don't think I do. Did you ever get mono swords? Well, back in the day, but I don't think I kept them once I got chain swords. I have a mono sword I can wear. Maybe I'll go get a sword. That's what my ensemble needs. I guess I'll just hide pistols on me. This is (laughs) not good. Maybe I shouldn't go go. Maybe I should just hide in the rat. No, you're going. Uh, uh, You also have time to make, um, if you don't care about clothes or want to get someone else to buy you clothes, then you can buy a sword. Can I buy two swords? Oh my god. Uh, sure. Alright. I guess you I'll try. It. Oh, this is not going to go good. uh I'm assuming is... you want a mono sword? Yeah.
1: How about this? How about one of you tries to buy me clothing and the other two of you try to buy me a sword after you buy your clothes, and then if it comes to it, I'll try to buy my own stuff. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Can
0: you give me your space <laughs> credit card? I can. <laughs> All right. Tyrus uses space credit card. Buy him a space sword. That's uh plus 10 modifier for the place, minus 10 for the item. So just flat influence. You got it. Um, you got three degrees of success. You actually, you find one of the most exquisite swords you've ever seen. This is like a um, perfectly balanced long sword. Imported from off-world, made for a lord on a feudal world using metal that had come from a fallen star, smithed <laughs> to perfection, inlaid with um, precious metals around the hilt. So it's, it has, like, intricate platinum designs on the hilt and a nice sapphire set in the crossguard. Uh, effectively, it's a best craftsmanship mono-sword. And you feel that the nerd has a better weapon than you, John? I thought he was buying it for me. <laughs> actually, yeah, you're right. I forgot. Do you want to give this to Zarkov, or do you want it? <laughs> I might do a hand-me-down.
1: Oh, dang. Yeah?
0: No, I won't do that. I'll. Actually, actually hold on for <laughs> a second. Before I give him my space credit card, I ask him, so this is a pretty nice sword. It was clearly made for someone. Are you sure that the person the sword was made for isn't going to come back looking for it and find me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been dead three centuries. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> he gives a throaty chortle. Well, oh, I guess I can believe that. So I hand him my space credit card, and yes. I accept the sword and bring mm-hmm. it back. Yes. So, John, uh, give um, it to him while wearing a full biohazard suit. Also, um, while you're at it, make an influence roll to find clothes for yourself. Uh, any mods? Uh, just roll me an influence check and I'll tell you what you get. Oh my, you find nothing. (laughs) It's just like all the stores you check have been like cleared out by patrons, all looking to get the hottest new fashions for the ball. And there's just nothing, nothing at all. You find like some uncomfortable looking women's undergarments and that's literally it. There's just nothing. Um, there's, like, a guy sweeping the floor in one of the stores and empty racks, as far as you can see. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <coughs> you get uh, to wear crummy clothing now. Yay, it's it's such a burden. a burden. I mean, you've you got at least, like, a sharp white coat, but it's not really um, noble-tier stuff. You probably need better clothes. have time to also yellows, go after a, uh, some clothing and or a sort? Which do you want oh, to go after? Clothing, yes. You are Irish should have out nice of fashion. clothing. Why? Yes, he should. Because he's the one going into the super special meeting. Okay. It? We had the entire campaign to go searching for clothes because we knew about this from day one, and we never bothered shopping <laughs> for the <laughs> Well, we're teenagers. Clothing. That's why you go shopping earlier. All right. I wish to look for a mesh cloak. Not any noble tier clothing. I think, in terms of rarity, it would be noble-worthy enough. It would be acceptable, but it's not... It's very sort of practical. And your typical noble, formal ball wear is not practical in the slightest. Right. I mean, I'm thinking, looking at both terms. So I guess I'm looking for noble clothing, but the mesh cloak is what I'm really looking for. Um, I'm now thinking... Make make an influence test for both. Uh, This would be the one for... Any modifier for the mesh cloak? Mesh cloak is ordinarily be minus 30 to find it, but here it's minus 20. Uh, No whammies. Oh, whammies. So you um, are not able to find a mesh cloak. All right. Now I'm looking for noble clothing. Mm -hmm. Any modifiers on that? No modifiers, and I'll just tell you what you get. Okay. Oh, god, 62. Um, 62. Um, You do manage to find... One sort of set of clothes that would be appropriate for the ball. It's um, a sternly cut dark blue suit with um, silver trails and embroidery work. It's kind of uh, old-fashioned, but it's reasonable enough. Well, I'll take it. I'll give give him a space check. Yeah. Space check it. And, Zarkov, do you want to shop?
1: That is a question. Um... I do technically still need fancy clothes,
0: so yes, I will shop. Mm-hmm. Will it end well? <laughs> <laughs> Before we risk anything, what's the name of the servant again? Mortimer. Mortimer. Do you think he could just give us some hand-me-downs? No, we can't take hand-me-downs. That's even worse. Well, it's be better than having Not nothing, man. right? Yeah, no, no, Matt needs something. Well, I'll give Matt the suit that I got. You get the blue suit with the golden inlays. Because, like, I can just imagine him showing up in, like, a potato sack or something with that uh, freaking invite hanging out of his shirt, and then we instantly get busted. He's got that way. But you have oh. a nice mask, too. as well. I give you my suit. You have my blue suit. Well, oh, blue go. isn't really my color, but I will accept
1: oh, Fine. I, I take it back and I rip it up. Fine. Please. You can die in a fire.
0: <laughs> oh. I said I take it. I'm going to iron your sword with my... Can your I, shirt with my chainsword. Can I call our inquisitor and just say you better just send out another group? We're fighting over clothes. Now. You, <laughs> you, you can use the inquisitor's influence to get clothes. Yeah, we're not redundant at this point. His influence <laughs> is eighty. We're uh, yeah, you know, the Inquisition. We uh, need fancy uh, clothes. Maybe That's after actually, after like, we reveal ourselves, to get clothes is a perfectly legitimate use of it because your investigation depends on having access to that stuff. Yep. Your your subtlety goes down by two every time you use the Inquisitor's influence. And if you flagrantly misuse it, he's not going to be happy, but this is actually a good situation to use his influence for it. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, Serkos. Okay, so I'm going shopping. You're going shopping with the Inquisitor's help, because otherwise you would fail. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, roll for me. All righty. The hand that feeds. Alright, you know some contacts of the Inquisitors on this planet, and you can talk to them, explain the situation, and they provide you with clothing, both for you and for one other member of your group.
1: Yay. I got let you let some you. clothes there, Tyrus. It's actually, yeah.
0: uh, I, I was really thinking, fancy. actually, you could definitely make some ridiculously silly outfit that was super... Bulbous, like, on wire frames or something, and you could, like, hide anything you wanted. <laughs> like a sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you just open your cloaks and, like, midgets with knives jump out and start stabbing people. Yeah. There's a um, thing for Tyrus that's um, a shimmering porcelain and gold coat of a very similar style to what he has with um, a high collar and a uh, sort of back-length cape and um, a sash around the middle as well. And it's a very um, very striking outfit that actually fits with your aesthetic pretty well. Yeah, Tyros can step into so, this. So, <laughs> all right. And uh, Zarkov, you get something relatively baggy that has plenty of voluminous folds, which can be used to conceal half a dozen handguns.
1: Um, <laughs> there we go. That's what I need.
0: He was taking my blue coat. I take my blue coat off and... Put on the white coat that I've just... Been. I assume you yeah. give it to me. He's wearing both of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, of course, give it to you. I mean, wait, we have to role-play if you actually give me that sort or Do you give me the hand-me-down. Obviously, it's your choice. Yeah, so so I guess we're all back. So we've all come back from our shopping. Yeah, we don't need anything else. I don't think we have time to get anything else. Right. Yeah, we're probably, like, an hour late at this point. You're going to be fashionably late, yes. With all this shopping, this last-minute shopping... <laughs> So, <laughs> so, yeah. So I come back in and I'm just carrying the sword over my shoulder. Right now, I still have my mono sword on my belt and I start to take off the mono sword. John, you're in the same room. Okay. What do you do as I start to unbuckle my mono sword? Oh, your old one? Yes.
1: <laughs> Zarkov doesn't really. I mean, obviously,
0: he eyes the fancy sword that you've come in with. But he doesn't seem to make any complaints. He's not a—he's not one to make a scene. Is he looking at me? <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm looking at you. Uh, I actually walk over. I bring the outfit. I'm like, I got you an outfit for uh, the masquerade. I hope it is please. I take a look at this. Uh, I had seen the blue coat prior, and I say, "Oh well, this is this is more fitting." And I um I stop with the sword, and I stop to put on the coat, and. Uh, Admire its fabulousness in the mirror. <laughs> While I look into the mirror, I can see you behind me. Am eyeing the sword? And I look at the coat and I say, or I know I don't say anything. I just grab the sword without even looking back. I just look at you through the mirror and I toss the nice sword back to you. Just using the mirror to aim for you. Just sort of just toss <laughs> the sword in your general direction. <laughs> and after you catch it I just turn around and face you. I kinda like uh take out the blade, flourish it in the air, and look at it uh in front of me, go, it's a fine weapon. I say it was belonged to a feudal lord, or rather it was supposed to belong to one. Other that or it's just a cheap ripoff. <laughs> Zarkov, it does not feel like a cheap ripoff to you. It feels like a genuine masterwork. Oh geez. So I'm very impressed by its handiwork. <laughs> Alright, so well I'm glad that you like it. I was a little worried that I was being ripped off. I thought it was too good to be true. I mean three hundred year old feudal lord that never received it. I mean it sounds sounded a bit, I only drove it on weekends. <laughs> yeah, it sounded a little bit strange to me, but I'm glad that you approve of it. Very much. I hope to wield it well, if you permit. That sword will be a best quality mono sword, which best quality adds plus one damage and plus ten to attack rolls with it. All right. So this is a very nice yes. weapon. Something you'll probably, like, use when you need stealth, even after you get off Acheron. Yeah. But I don't want to be ringing Yes. <clears throat>
1: I can't imagine the horrifying noise it would be like if you, like, heard that off in the distance, like, through, like, flak armor. Don't worry, kids. Stay in school.
0: We did something good, though. We spent time, you know, we got the groundwork pretty well set. I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah. It'll be a fun ball. It's up to him. <laughs> so at this point, you guys all like stood up in your clothing. Martin has his sparkly robe that he found from earlier. You're still not quite sure why you have it, but you're glad you do. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's so
1: my you, one special yep, cloak.
0: Got your cufflinks, white gloves, sharp dressed men all <laughs> walk out the uh, front of the villa. And uh are ready to hit the ball. Just to clarify, I did bring my grappling line and my two auto pistols and a chain blade hidden. And the only thing I have revealed is the awesome monosword provided by Sir Tyrus. Yes. Ketha, what do you have? Well, I have the blue suit that was rejected by Tyrus. I have my bolt pistol, and I do keep a few knives on my person, not openly. (laughs) And I wear armored body Mm gloves. I don't think Ketho ever had an actual sword, because he just had a chain sword to start with. Yeah, I've never had a a, a regular sword. Mm -hmm. I'm not noble in this. All right. Martin, what do you have? I should have my uh, bolt pistol. Mm Mm-hmm. If Zarkov is willing to lend you his chain blade, you can still have a, like, suitable melee weapon. Alright, yeah, sure. Can I borrow that? <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. That's almost actually how Zarkov does it. He kind of, like, looks at you like, you, you want to, but it, I, uh, okay. Do you want help? Yeah, but like, like, so like, you know, it's his desire to
0: be friend, but not desire to, he's very attached to melee weapons. <laughs> he doesn't like not having melee weapons. Yeah. Um, actually, um, what are you using? Do you even have an offhand range or you just, you're just. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've got two auto pistols and, um, then I have the sword that Matt just got me. Tyrus, I can... Tyrus, what do you have? Well, I'm wearing my fancy white and gold getup that was graciously gifted to me by Zarkov. I'm also I have my mono sword, so i just have my mono sword on my belt. You have a fully loaded magazine of mind bullets, though. Yes, mm-hmm. and my 4 staff awaits me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Despite having the least weapons, are like the most dangerously armed. <laughs>
1: It's one of the reasons why we're sending him in alone, is because he's the most likely to be able
0: to wipe a room. Yes. Yeah. Just dominate a bunch of people, have them all shoot other people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) After throwing a hallucinogen grenade at
0: them. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Is is Tyrus carrying the hallucinogens? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's also carrying the tracker and the surveillance device. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we all have three. Yeah. Actually, Um, maybe we should give you more. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him one of mine. So oh, I, yeah. I also I have my little camera. Also, is set to radio all the feed to my data slate as well as the data slates of the rest of the party and record that. Okay, so they can pull up the video if they wish to access it, but it's being recorded anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably what I'm going to be doing, and hopefully, I can see things and help them. Who knows? The picture recorders come with. Um, they have a microphone as well. The audio quality is not fantastic, but it captures sound as well as video. So you can't use it for the podcast, Tyrus. You can't. <laughs> Tyrus cannot make a podcast of Dark Heresy within Dark City. No. He's live blogging his visit to the auction.
1: <laughs> hey, guys, just got to the auction. This is great. We're going to see some Xenos
0: tech now, and I'm probably going to make all the room
1: kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a grand old time. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so um, I think that is a good place to end it off for the night. Cool. For the day's investigations, everyone get a uh, hundred fifty XP. Nice. And prepare yourselves. Yes.
1: As Finally, it the ball like is here goes like this. Isn't oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say he's suppressing it until later, but yeah, <laughs> no need. It is spoken.
0: Yes, All the evil DM finger-steepling and tooth-grinning will be on display. That covers our preparatory work. And so when we next gather, you'll venture into the belly of the beast-slash-social event of the season, and you're all decked out in suitably foppish garb as befits nobles of your station or your perceived station and you will get to apprehend and or purge heretics what we've all been waiting for hopefully yeah Yeah, it hasn't been guaranteed that there are going to be heretics there but let's be honest it's probably heresy yeah for all we know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for all we know
0: we're going to stumble into an underground teddy bear trafficking (laughs) <laughs> and this entire investigation was a giant red herring for the actual Xenos. These bears out. are so cute, they must be heretical. Exactly. <laughs> it just in the next house, next door, they're trading Eldar sniper rifles or something. And looking <laughs> through the window through the <laughs> new yeah, scopes. What, what looking, yeah,
1: exactly. Look, Look at those idiots. Like, As we're chasing around somebody
0: with a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Except to yeah, I sex. And So that's what's going on in one neighbor's house across the street in the other nobleman's house they've got orc fight club happening in their basement and there's just noblemen betting on orcs beating each wow. other oh, God. like literal abaddon the spoiler is like chilling out the next house over and we just missed all of it and there's just orcs just pit fighting each other across the street and we never knew uh, abaddon is playing chess with siege the next house over
1: <laughs> oh that's not a good idea,
0: Abaddon. Zinch is a cheater. Yes. Zinch engineered the time. rules in chess over all the years so that he would be the best player at it. Yeah, I was going to say, he might even bend time in order to do whatever the fuck he wants. He moves all of your pieces, too. <laughs> not very fair. All right, that does it for the night, then. Thanks, yes. all of yous, for coming out and right. playing to heresies. So, to anti-heresy. Let's hope you're not playing to heresies, or you're going to get purged yourselves. I don't need acolytes coming into my house. Mm -hmm. You've seen what happens when you people kick down a door. (laughs) Somebody breaks something. All right. All right. Have a good night, all of yous. Yeah, me too. Good night, night. Happy hunting. Bye
1: bye. Night. Night, man.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us online at itsprobablyheresy.wordpress.com. And if you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes at itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com. Yes, I love Zeno
1: Scum as much as you do.